Our first reading from the book of Acts, chapter 1. In the first book, Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up, after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. To them he presented himself alive after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they came together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him from their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, Behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 24th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sin should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, Beginning from Jerusalem, you are witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and we're continually in the temple blessing God. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray. O grant, dear Lord, this grace to us, recalling your ascension, that we may serve you faithfully in thanks for our redemption. And then when all our days will cease, let us depart in joy and peace in answer to our pleading. Amen. It may seem a bit counterintuitive as we hear the readings that Pastor Walter just read with Jesus ascending and then being covered by a cloud. It may seem counterintuitive, but the point of the ascension is not that Jesus went away. 
It is not that Jesus is gone, but not forgotten, as we sometimes say. That is the way we may talk about other people, but often we say that kind of thing when people have died. And so just to be clear, the ascension is not like that. Otherwise it would be as if Jesus died, then he rose again, and he went away in a way similar to death. But what would be the point of that? And thinking like that would lead you to believe that the reason for the church is to constantly remind people about Jesus, who is gone, but who will come back someday. As I said, that's not what the ascension is. It is true that we do not see Jesus in the way that the disciples did as they walked with him and they talked with him through Judea and Galilee. But remember, and you all know this verse, just remember what Jesus says to the disciples at the end of the Gospel of Matthew. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. He's telling them, he's not gone. Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 4, he who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And so Jesus has left, but he has ascended in order that he may be everywhere. But even that could be misleading if you think that now Jesus is somehow spread throughout the galaxy or diffused like a gas throughout all of the universe, as if you were everywhere in that sort of way. But no, that, that is not what Paul is saying. That's not what the scriptures say about Jesus during the ascension. Paul is getting at that Jesus now fully uses his divine powers. He reigns with the Father over all of creation. And so instead of locking himself into being at only one place at one time, now Jesus uses his omnipresence. However that works. Now, I'm not going to be able to describe to you how that works any better than the scriptures do. But it is true. Now he is present everywhere. And so just as Jesus is not gone away and he's not diffused, neither is he inactive. Jesus is not out there somewhere waiting, twiddling his thumbs until the Father finally says, okay, okay, now, now you can go. No, Jesus is present and he is active. This is Peter's main point during the Pentecost sermon, which we're going to hear in a couple of weeks, as the explanation for what was going on with the sound of the mighty rushing wind, what was going on with the preaching of God that all of these various people from various countries heard in their own languages. In explanation, Peter says, this Jesus God raised up, and of that we are all witnesses. Being therefore exalted at the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. So Peter sees the ascension to the Father's right hand as one piece with Jesus' resurrection. That Jesus rose from the dead and ascended to the Father's right hand so that he could do things. One of the main things being pouring out the Holy Spirit so that people could hear and understand the mighty acts of God and thereby be saved. People from all nations, people who spoke 
all different languages, here 2,000 years later, we could say people of all times. The end of the Gospel of Mark is it only very briefly describes what the apostles do after Jesus' ascension, says, and they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the message by accompanying signs. So where they were preaching and teaching, there Jesus was working with them. And so this gets at what I said earlier. The church doesn't simply remind people about a Jesus who is gone. Now, as the apostles go out and preach the word and administer the sacraments, there Jesus himself is at work. So Jesus is at work now when we hear the gospel. Jesus is here now when we eat and drink his body and blood. That kind of stuff isn't done by my power or Pastor Walter's power. It's not done by our power collectively as a congregation. No, this is the power of Jesus, the Son of God, who is among us, who is present and is here at work. He has not forgotten us. We have not forgotten him. He has not left. We know that he is with us now. But at the same time, the angels tell the disciples that there is something to wait for. There is more to come. We know that one day he will descend and we will see him face to face. Amen.